0: Yo, what's up? Welcome to another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. I'm Patrick, flying solo. Well, the Warriors could not get the sweep against the Denver Nuggets. They lost in Denver, game four, 126-121. It was a game that the Warriors didn't really play well in, but they were still there at the very end to potentially steal a victory and close out the series, but they just couldn't get it done. Now, it sucks to lose. I was really, really, like, bummed that they lost. But, you know, we've seen this tons of times, right? Like, NBA teams, they all have pride. They all come out to play. Denver played hard in games three and four. And they got this one, right? Basically, Denver played as well as they could with the guys that they had. Again, they don't have... Jamal Murray or Michael Porter Jr. And I feel like if the Warriors played a an average game for them, then they would have won. But to me, they played subpar. And ultimately, that's why they lost. They lost because of turnovers. They lost because of some surprising missed free throws. They lost because of foul trouble. That's pretty much it. And if you're losing on all those fronts, To come this close to winning is, I guess, kind of a moral victory. But again, bottom line is, like, we've seen tons of teams like the Nuggets who have their backs against the wall. They are down 0-3. They're at home. They are the lesser seed. And they fight back. And they take one and they save their pride. And the Warriors go for the gentleman's sweep in five games back home at Chase Center. So although this was a discouraging game, just a disappointing game because you wanted that sweep and you want these guys to get as much rest as possible and you don't want them to play more than they have to so that they don't get injured, everything's fine, right? Bottom line, everything is fine. Joe Lacob can't be too upset. At least he gets like, I don't know, a few million dollars for another game at Chase Center. There's that for him. It might even be good for them, for the Warriors to have gone through this. It was good for them to go through a tough game 3 because you don't want them to coast and then when they really run into adversity they don't know how to play in a tough game in the playoffs in a close game. And this was one of them and they just couldn't finish it off. It really sucked <laughs> for lack of a better term that the death lineup. I mean it it doesn't work well when they're not really shooting that well from 3. And they're also missing their free throws, right? Because when you're not shooting well from three, the whole thing is to get easier shots. And that means driving to the basket, getting layups and getting to the free throw line or taking mid-range shots. They were getting to the free throw line and they should have and could have punished the Nuggets there. But surprisingly, Steph, who is, as you know, money and clutch from the free throw line, he was only... 10 of 14, which is really bad for him considering he's like a 92, almost 93% shooter. And then Jordan Poole, he hit all four of his, but Poole in general, he didn't have a great shooting game. He shot three for 10 overall, one for five from three, only had 11 points. Steph, he played 37 minutes, which is a lot. So I guess his minutes restriction is gone. 10 for 23 only, three for 11 from three, he had 33 points. Clay, he shot much better, 12 for 20, seven for 11, one for two from the free throw line. He had 32 points. So they got theirs to some extent, but they could have put this away if Steph hit those free throws, if Poole and Curry just shot their averages from the field and from three. Clay, he was hot early, but he ran into foul trouble. He got two fouls in the first five minutes of the first quarter. And so he sat, he sat the rest of the first. And You don't want to take Clay out when you don't have to. And that was kind of a shame. Surprisingly, well, maybe not surprisingly, but impressively, Clay was on for pretty much the whole game. He didn't get cold sitting after that. And they had an opportunity. Andrew Wiggins played better. He was nine for 16 from the field, one for three only from three, only one for two from the line. But he had 20 points and he was really active. He attacked the basket. He got some layups, you know. At the end of the game, he was involved in a couple of plays that cost the Warriors. There was the one where Clay shot a three from the right corner and he missed, and it was a high rebound. Wiggins, skied above everybody, got his hand on the ball and tried to dunk it, but missed. And that sucks. I mean, it was a great effort, but it sucks because that would have put them up. But instead, they missed. Denver goes down. They get the lead and changes the complexion of late game strategy. And then there was the out of bounds play where Otto Porter Jr. threw a lob to Wiggins and Austin Rivers went up and got it. And it's a tough play because Austin Rivers, even though he's much shorter than Andrew Wiggins, he can still get up, especially on a lob where he can anticipate it. You know, it's like a it's like a shorter cornerback defending a taller wide receiver. Just, you know, if he knows it's coming, it's coming. And right before that, the camera had shown Nikola Jokic calling and reminding people, expecting the lob. He's like, lob, 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 you know? And he was very adamant about it. So they knew it was coming, and subsequently they talked about how they had prepared for some of these late game inbound situations that the Warriors like to do. And Steve Kerr said he would like to have that play back. And trust me, we all would because it just seemed like not the best play to run at that point. You know, it didn't seem like it was a shoe in pass to throw. So maybe if it wasn't OPJ, maybe if it was Andre Godala throwing that pass, then He would have been wiser and gone to a second option instead of that. But it is what it is, you know, like it hurt that uh, Draymond fouled out. Uh, it's, It's tough, right? He fouled out with maybe a couple minutes left. And right after that, Steph came down and hit a really, really big shot. And to be honest, like it's one of those daggers where the Warriors finally like got a lead. But... In any given situation, it was like, oh, they just need one more basket to really, really like freak out the Nuggets and have them thinking like, well, we gave it our best, but it's not good enough. But instead, the Nuggets went down and Jokic scored in the paint and not having Draymond. I mean, honestly, I was like, if Draymond was there, if he was playing, then I felt that he would have gotten a stop. Not because he's better than Jokic, but just like in that moment, you know, Steph, rose to the occasion, hit that clutch three. I felt like Draymond would have had something in him as well on defense. To me, if if Draymond was there and Steph hit that, I was like, okay, they're going to win this game. But without Draymond, I was like, eh, you know, I'm not sure if they can actually stop the Nuggets. It's just a missed opportunity in general. And credit to, you know, the Denver Nuggets. They played hard. Their defense was all up on the Warriors, guarding the three point line, really, really tough. And it took a while for the Warriors to figure some stuff out. And for the duration of this game, pretty much the Warriors couldn't get closer than six points. And that's really, really exhausting mentally for a team and for fans, <laughs> because it's not that many points, but it's just like, you keep trying you keep trying, but you just can't get past it. And when they finally got past it, I was hoping it would be it, but just didn't, didn't work out that way. The NBA playoffs mean next level basketball. Get in on the first round action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $150 in free bets instantly. You win no matter what. All DraftKings Sportsbook customers can also bet during the first round with same game parlays. Combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. Plus, place the same game parlay each day with three or more legs and get up to $25 in free bets back if one leg doesn't hit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN. Bet $5 on any NBA team to win their game during the first round of the playoffs and get $150 in free bets instantly. That's promo code TBPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. I mean, we'll see what adjustments the Warriors make for game five. I think honestly, like if they played this game and just clean up some of these some of these mistakes, they take this game. And then going back home, if they stick to what they've been doing and guys shoot a little bit better and play a little bit smarter, then we're good, right? I feel like maybe Steph is in the starting lineup in game five, largely because it's like, okay enough messing around, let's close this series out with our best lineup possible to start the game. And also, it's like it had been working, you know, this uh, Steph coming off the bench bit for three games. So, like, if it ain't broke, why fix it, right? So it's almost like Kerr was like, okay, if we lose, then we'll go back to normal lineups. We'll put Steph back in, right? And I think that time is now because it would have been nice to get the four game sweep. But honestly, like it is what it is. But what you really, really have to do is get the gentleman sweep, get this in five games, no messing around, because if you lose, then you go back to Denver, right? And then you have to beat them there. Or if they win again, then you have to come back home and you have all this ridiculous pressure. I mean, the pressure starts if you lose game five. And then you gotta go to Denver, and then you gotta come back in game seven. And the idea that like you have this 0-3 lead that you might cough up, but that's worst case scenario, largely because if you're a longtime Warriors fan, we've seen worst case scenarios. <laughs> but really, really like we've seen year after year, always, always, always teams that are down 03, they're able to snag that one game, save their pride, the team with the series lead kind of plays down a little bit or isn't as sharp as the Warriors showed today. And they steal one, but then it gets closed out in five. That's what I expect, right? That's what I expect because the law of averages, and unless there's something crazy that happens to any of the star Warriors players or the critical Warriors players, as long as nothing happens to them, then I expect them to play better than this. I don't think this Denver team can play that much better than this, and I don't think that they will in Chase Center. But, you know, we'll see. That's why they play the games. But, yeah, I think the Warriors will be fine. The Raptors over in the East, they took a game four at home from Philly, right? From the Sixers. And I don't think anyone's thinking that the Raptors are going to come back and win the final three games and take that series, even with Joel Embiid's torn ligament in his hand, you know? Same thing here. It's like, you know, the Warriors played badly. Again, Steph hits his free throws, and, and most likely the Warriors win this game. Draymond doesn't foul out, most likely the Warriors win this game. Clay doesn't get in foul trouble, most likely the Warriors win this game. What else? Also, you know, we saw Jonathan Kaminga get his first real meaningful minutes in the playoffs in this series, and he played fine. He actually played pretty well. He came in and he looked pretty rusty, pretty cold, pretty out of rhythm until Steph hit him on a transition dunk. And I was like, thank God for that dunk, because that will get him warmed up a little bit. He had missed two free throws Kaminga had, and then he proceeded to make his next three. So he ended up three for five. Overall, he played 11 minutes, three for four from the field, missed his one three-pointer, had nine points, no boards, no assists, no steals, no blocks. So he came in. He affected the game in a positive way overall, I think. And he was another option for Steve Kerr to put on Boogie Cousins instead of Bielitsa, instead of Otto Porter Jr. It's a frustrating game because it felt like it was right there, like right in their grasp. But whereas in Game 3, they made all the right clutch plays, here they didn't make enough. They just didn't. And... Credit to the Warriors for battling and making it very, 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 making it a winnable game for them at the end after playing so bleh (laughs) for three and a half quarters, right? But we'll see. We'll see how it goes. But like I said, close out in game five, and hopefully that Memphis, Minnesota series goes on for at least six or seven games so that the Warriors can get some rest and whoever wins that other series gets tired out a bunch. We'll see how it goes. Anyway. That's all I got for now. We'll, uh, we'll see how game five goes in a few. All right, that's another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Feel free to hit me up on Twitter at Patrick Epino or at Oakland Warriors. Check us out at OaklandWarriors.com and definitely check out our YouTube channel. The link to that will be in the show notes. Be sure to tell your fellow Warrior fan friends to tune in and listen. The Oakland Warriors podcast is produced by National Film Society and is a part of the Basketball Podcast Network. If you're so inclined, please do give us a five-star rating on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. And also leave us a nice review on Apple Podcasts. That would be dope and super helpful. Thanks for listening. That's it. Music in this episode provided by Paper Sun. Special thanks to Paul Mardo for production support. See you next time. And go Dubs.